asked Holly to do this yesterday to think about it. I know there's a lot of things could happen. She could back out and said, no, I don't want to. Different things, but, um, you know, we don't realize this, and I, I think, did you show this, Pastor Heath? Found? Okay. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible because uh, the inside the walls, they do see our services they do. by uh, tape, right? It's by tape. The funny thing is, it plays on their TV. Since we're not going to play this in Mount City anyway, we can just talk all about it. Um, they play it on their TV. So to them, you know, it, it, they don't understand the difference between what's broadcast on NBC. That I'm not, that's just how it's portrayed on it. It looks like it's just... So they look at us as if we have a regular TV spot on you. Know. So actually, and they said, they told Holly, we need more uh, recordings. And he has to work all that out. But listen, it's almost like an act of Congress <laughs> to get that in there. But what, what I'm saying, I said this to say this. I wanted to share just a little snippet of what was shared with her by the men behind the walls to her. Because you don't realize you're engaging in this service what it means. See, we just sit there with a hand in our pocket, just looking around. You know, all that is seen. You don't see it, but people around the world sees it. They see your, your worship, your engaging in what God does here goes a tremendous long way. And it speaks to people's hearts. You inspire people. That's the inspiration they need when they see these TV programs. Uh, so you are broadcast not only around the world, Live this morning, we're thankful for that. But behind the walls were men, and, and Holly's going to share what a couple guys share with her. Because sometimes I don't believe that we realize what an inspiration we are. This young lady inspires me, like many of you all, all of you here, because listen, I've seen her, I've seen her in her low place, but I see her in her high place. I've seen her running from pastor in, in the hillbilly chicken, hiding behind the potato chip bin, didn't want to encounter me, so she run the other way, so I wouldn't ask her where she is with Jesus. This is so easy to guys. I get it now. <laughs> but um, actually, I want to share first that there was a guy there Jamaica, and he's five years clean. Right? That's it, Jamaica. Yeah, so he's five years clean. He's not injecting junk in his arms anymore like I'm not. We're just using our arms, praise God. But I had three of them come up to me, and they were all, they all said the same thing, that we watch you. We see you worship, your passion. Um, I mean, sometimes we get to where we think we can't we can't do that. The places we've been, you know, we're not that person needs to be up here praising. But it's all about him. Is that where we're all best from? So that really inspired me and helped me and encouraged me that they said they watch me and that that helps them and encourages them and inspires them. So I was going to give a shout out, but I guess they can't watch this, can they? <laughs> next, next week we can give another shout out. That's fine, yeah. So, I mean, you never know who's watching you guys. You never know. So I always just, yeah, represent Jesus. Yeah. All right. Keep praising. Keep praising.
reminded me that I was like, I, was, I made a mistake here. Uh, got carried away. Ray from Nelson County called me and you. And Brother John from Nelson County, who's been in this service before, was trying to get decorations out of his attic. Fell, broke his arm. Wife tried to catch him, broke her arm or shoulder or something. But he's he has a very serious head trauma on a vent, on a trach. And they don't know if there's brain function. So I want you guys right now in the name of Jesus just to put up John in your prayer and say, Lord, right now, just touch his brain. Remove all fluids. Lord, and let him have a testimony. We ask for healing right now in Jesus' name so that John can come back down and see us. What a powerful brother is John and Ray. And we believe this and we agree together with him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tina gave me a special prayer request. We are going to pray all these needs today, but um, she encountered uh, it was Matthew, Tanya, and Jordan. Or Tanya, I'm sorry. Um, and um, there was a, a serious prayer need there this morning, right? Yes. She okay. had a mammogram and it came back abnormal. Yes, it came back abnormal. So a lot of people, you know, Billy Jean, we, we have a list. We can go around and do prayer, which we will pray for the sick and pray for those people this morning, but there's always somebody who has a need. But we're serving a powerful Jesus who is all about meeting those needs in our life on a daily basis. That's why He's worthy of thanksgiving and worthy of praise. Because He blesses you. He blesses you in ways that you don't even count or realize every day. He blesses you. And, and so we're thankful. We're thankful for the Lord this morning. You know, really, I'm, I'm just sort of wrestling with different thoughts. I've had so many ideas and uh, inspired by so many thoughts that God has downloaded to my spirit uh, in the last little while. And to be honest with you, uh, in my mind, I'm sitting over thinking about old revival days. About years ago, I used to go to churches. And, 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 and you know, you, you don't look at this, but, you know, my knees knock, too. If you ever lose your knee knocking ability, you're in trouble. But because then you start to think, I'm doing this. Listen, this can't be done without Him. None of this can't be done without Him. When you think that you're a long sailor on the sea of life, just breezing through, you've got another day coming. Right, right. You've got another thing coming because we can't do anything without the Lord. Yeah. How many else I'm telling you the truth? Yeah. If you know, then you ought to shout yes! John said, John the Baptist, the baptizer says, I can't even Without the Lord. I couldn't even got up this morning without the Lord. Wow. And God gives me the breath. Not because I am worthy of this opportunity today. And I was thanking the Lord today. And, and Lord, the Lord knows this. There's nothing that I've ever done in myself to merit this opportunity today. It's all a gift from heaven. Yes, that gift was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Yeah. Clothes that, that they, uh, you know, 
wipe the uh, animals with. You know, they, they were put in a trough, a feeding trough. And Mary, because she didn't have a, she didn't have a, a Hampton's Inn suite, she didn't have a, a Marriott, she didn't have all those things, but she took what she had. And so because there was no room in the inn, you know, I, I was thinking coming here this morning, have we forgotten what Christmas is really all about? Have we forgotten what it's really all about? You know, and I thank the Lord. And, and by the way, let's let's give it up for the crew this week that's been decorating and cleaning. And if I had if I had FaceTime or if I had a camera, I'd walk back in that room and I would shoot a camera all over that room. You would not recognize if you've ever been back in that room, you wouldn't recognize it now. It looks it looks like a brand spanking room. I don't know how they did it, but I believe in miracles. Amen. How many believe in miracles? Christmas is a season of miracles. But it's not just a this season. Really, as he said earlier, alluded to, we we are in the habit of celebrating Christmas every day. It's not one day that comes and we give gifts out. That happens in many cases, but in many cases it doesn't happen because people don't have that. Christmas is about what goes on in your heart. Hallelujah! Are you hearing me? is saying. So it's time to unplug your ears. It's, it's, it's time to disengage from your cell phones, your iPhones, your busyness and, and, and realize today is the opportunity, just another day, an opportunity that we have to celebrate the greatest name and entity above the universe. His name is Yeshua. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Savior of the world. Wow. No wonder the angels got happy. No wonder the shepherds got happy. No wonder the wise men got happy when the Magi came and they knelt down and even before they got to the presence of Jesus, they saw a star, a, a, an astrological phenomenon in the, in the east, and they saw that star. And the Bible said they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy because they saw a star. They saw a star. They saw hope. They saw light in the midst of a dark world. See, Jesus came. Galatians 4 said that Jesus came in the fullness of time. I've had people ask me, what does that mean, Pastor Art, to come in the fullness of time? He came at the right time. How many knows that Jesus comes at the right time? Have you ever needed the Lord before? He's come at the right time. Have you ever needed a bill paid and you didn't know where it came from? But he came at the right time. 
Did you ever get a job? Did you ever get a situation corrected and you had no way of figuring it out? But he came at the right time. He came at the right time. Have you ever been sick without hope or, or maybe thinking, where could this go or where this could be? But he came at the right time. He came at the right time. He came to those people without hope, without encouragement. He came in a dark time. He came in a dark time. I'm glad today that I serve a God that's not intimidated by my darkness or my brokenness. And I can always say of Jesus, He is always on time. Even though I may think He's late. Hallelujah. He's never late. Turn to somebody, give him a five, and say he's never late. Oh, but I got this need, Pastor. But he's never late. He came in the fullness of time. He came in the right moment. He came on the right day. He came in the right year. And guess what? He's coming again. And listen, he's going to come on the right day. He's going to come in the right moment. He's going to come in the right time. He's never late. He's never late. He's never late. Hallelujah. So today, a time in Israel's history, 400 years span of not hearing from God prophetically. So it was, a, it was between Testaments, between Old Testament and New Testament, there was about 400 years, Isaiah. Wow. And I'm thinking about the prophet Isaiah. And here he is right here. Not, not that prophet, but what a powerful name that is. I believe you guys were inspired to call this young man Isaiah. Now, Peyton, I'm not leaving you out either, okay? But I was thinking of Isaiah. Quarterback. Yes, he is quarterback. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, God's getting ready to hand something off to you this morning. Yeah. He's getting ready to hand off something to you. Can you take what he hands off to you? And run with it. And get to your red zone. Get to your touchdown. Can you do that? Hallelujah. So I'm thinking this morning, he came at the right time. He's never late, but he came at the right time. He came in the fullness of time. He came when everything was dark. The landscape was dark. He came in Israel's history when they were in captivity. They had living in their own homeland, but as he said the other night, indentured servants, they, they had to pay heavy taxes, they were oppressed, they were uh, just simply a strong hand, uh, an invading country came in and under Pompeii and, and destroyed or took out or conquered their city, their civilization. So what they knew as before was not, and, and, and Knowing that at the end of this 400 years of darkness, I'm not hearing from God. I want to ask you something. It's important that we hear from God. 
He said, your day has come. Behold, your day has come. Your light has come. Rise and shine. Well, he's talking to, to the nation of Israel about that. But he's talking to the spiritual Israel too. Those that received Jesus into the light. You received the light of light into your heart, into your life. And the day starts, shines bright. Jesus shines in your heart. Then he said, arise and shine for your light has come. Do you realize what happened the other night? You took a light inside of a very dark place. And it came alive against the dark canvas that permeated that place. Your light brought entry of God's spirit into that place. Because you brought the spirit with you. And God turned the very hard, difficult, dark, unmanageable place at times into a place of powerful worship. A place where men could gaze upon the glory of God. Behold his glory and his light. And when men left that way, they left a different way than when they came, where they came. You know what? I lived a different way than when I came. I lived a different way. I'm not just talking, speaking to, to heart men who many have overlooked as saying these are just hardened criminals. No, they're mommy's boys and daddy's boys. They're kids who grew up hard, who got broken in their life, who made wrong decisions like many of you have. And if all of us here today could have been caught by our wrong decisions, we may have been doing time with them. But you know what? I'm thankful to God today because I lived a different way when I went into that place. Well, I, I, I left that place a different way than I went in. Yes, I, I left that place. I, I have a problem with people who, don't, who leave the same way than when they came. When you encounter Jesus, you can't help but leave a different way. When you encounter that light, you can't help that, that light swallows and consumes the darkness around it. And I know that we're all works in progress and I know that we're all on this journey of following Jesus and the more we're, we follow us, the more we look like it, the more radiant we become. I truly believe that. The closer you get to Jesus, the more powerful your light is. I really believe that. I believe that, Tina. I believe that. I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying now unless I believe the refiner of this existence. Jesus will change your life. So, wow, the shepherds rejoiced when they left. Heath ministered about that the other night. It's just such a powerful word. 
They left a different way than they came. They left and they rejoiced. They rejoiced. They rejoiced in that salvation. Oh, wow. And Magi came and they they came and a couple years later we our Christmas stories have sort of got the timetable all twisted around. You know, they didn't they didn't come the same night, but they came. <laughs> we all don't come the same night, but we're it's important that we're coming. Yeah. Yeah. And when they saw his star they rejoiced. And when they came to the place after being given information, because there was another entity there looking for this seed. There was a darkness. There was a darkness to a very jealous governor and ruler who wanted to stomp out that, that hope or that prospect that there's a king coming. I, there can't be any king except me. And so his ambition was to destroy that light. But they couldn't destroy the light. You know, the devil may try to come against you and he will come against you because there's light and purpose in your walk and in your life. You've got to realize that. There, there is purpose and light in your walk. And the devil, he is constantly trying to send out Barrages of, of the enemy enforcement that try to take out your purpose in your light. But I'm saying to you today, arise and let your light shine in this dark world. Don't be intimidated. Don't settle. Don't settle. And so the word says, when they came, they presented to him gifts were all prophetic gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh and the Bible says they rejoiced with great joy as they lived the scripture referring to this story says when they left after being warned by God to leave a different way than where they came oh I love that I love that I don't know if some of you even get that right now because your head's dancing with sugar plums and, and, and listen, I don't know what. That's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about the cross. The Son of God, the light that came into a dark world. And when they saw Him and they rejoiced with great joy, the Lord warned them, Go a different way. And they, go, they went a different way. Actually, this is not even the word that one of the several words that the Lord's laid on my heart lately. So I'm sorry. You got a... You, you got a... Uh, you know, this is one of them fried taters and cornbread and a little piece of salt back and some of you don't like that, okay? But a little ham, if you don't like that, a little gravy, this is, a, a, this is a, some different things. But I do want to leave with you this morning the scripture that Jesus came on, on the right time. And today I know, 
I know for certain that some of you here today have been waiting on things a lot in your life. You know, how you respond to this word is what God does in your life with this word. Many of us, we come in the word, we don't allow the word to change us. Because some people say, well, it's not the word I want to hear. What's the word God wanted you to hear? How about that? Hallelujah. So how do you respond? How do you open your heart? The shepherds opened their heart to this magnificent, miraculous event. To, to the Christ, the Son of God. And they... They knew that this wasn't an ordinary birth. This wasn't an ordinary event that was taking place. This is not an ordinary thing. This is nothing. There's nothing ordinary about God or Jesus. He supersedes anything that you could ever imagine. And so, He came on the right time. Your time is today. Oh, I'll wait till next week to give my life to Jesus. You may not even be on the planet next week. Don't be morbid, Pastor. I said, you may not be on the planet next week. But today is your day of salvation. The writer says, now is the accepted time. Jesus, today is your day of salvation. If you're here, you're already saved and the light lives in you and you've stepped out of that light into a dark spot in your life and you feel like the world around you is broken and your life is broken, then come. It's time to take a look in the potter's house. Go down to the potter's house, Jeremiah. I'm going to show you a work. And he's still doing this work. And he saw the potter on the wheel. Then he saw vessels that were marred. Marred means broken, disfigured. Oh, wow. Another way, another reason I left a different way than when I came is how God, how God bursts revival out of broken places. Recovery ministry people are getting saved and filled with the Holy Spirit right there. Oh my God! They're not supposed to. Yes, they're supposed to do it. It's a good day to give your life to Jesus. Quit trying to schedule God into your business. Yes. And so out of that broken place the other night that everybody would figure, no, nothing can happen. 35 men's lives were changed because they gazed upon the one who became their light. And they lived, left a different way than where they came. I can tell, somebody said, I can tell it in their countenance, in their look. Many of you have shared that. When you stood looking at these men, you were amazed at all these guys 
came and what joy what joy I'm sort of old school I like those old songs like those little tunes those little I got the joy 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 they sing it on the joy bus all the time you know I, I didn't but they used to sing we used to sing songs like that VBS years ago I got the joy 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 Maybe you need to get some of those out of your archive and start singing them and believing them again. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You got the joy, brother. Jesus is prophesied. Yeah. And Isaiah, for he has come to save his people. Yeah. The 
deliver his people from their sin. That's enough right there for you to shout from here on out to I don't believe you get it. I don't believe some of you get it. I said that's enough for you to shout till Jesus comes.
coming. Oh, yes, yes. There's a revival coming out of the your Walmart list. And this woman right here was touching heaven. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Have we become callous to the Holy Spirit? Have we become so hardened and callous that we miss His voice? We miss Christmas. Christmas may come and it may go if we're blessed to live. But will we have missed Christmas? He's coming, and He's coming. He's coming again. And I want to be ready, Lord, and I don't want anything in my heart. I don't want any error in my heart toward anyone or any person. Any baggage that I don't need, I'm going to lay it down right now at your feet. Yes, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. Could we just maybe close your eyes just a second? You, you know, I mean, I'm going to be religious. You don't have to bow your head if you don't want to. But just close your high, eyes in reverence to the Holy Spirit and just reflect upon Him. If you're here today and the Holy Spirit has spoke to your heart and He's trying to realign things in your heart with what the real joy of Christmas is all about. It's not about how much stuff you're going to get. Or how much stuff you're going to give your children. You put yourself in a bind. Because you feel like, well, my Christmas don't measure up to the neighbor's Christmas. That's not what it's about. Because you've got the real Christmas if you know Jesus in your heart. If you've got an apple and an orange. And you've got an English walnut. And you've got 
Jesus, you're the richest. You're the richest poor girl and boy. This planet's ever seen. Because it ain't about that all that stuff. It's all about Jesus. It ain't about the glimmer and the lights. It's not about the festivities. It's not about the hoopla. It's not even about the parades. It's not even about Santa Claus and the reindeer. It's not about the dwarf, the, the, the little Santa helpers. It's not about those. It's about Jesus. How many knows I'm telling you the truth? It's about Jesus, Sister May. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus.
Can we all do that here today? Those that raised their hand, those that raised their hand. Come on right now.